This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Yesterday, I didn't get a chance to talk about uh, J.D. Vance's win in Ohio. I did watch the races that was happening, and uh, oddly enough, Fox News didn't stop the counting of the vote or didn't, uh, you know, declare a winner like uh, 2 in the afternoon. It was kind of weird this time, uh, but they didn't, and uh, J.D. Vance won. And one of the reasons why J.D. Vance won is that he is uh, he's supported by Donald Trump. There you go. It's, it's that easy. I mean, it's fairly simple. You're looking at, I believe it was, what, what 22 races decided uh, the night before last, and all of the ones, all of the uh, winners were Donald Trump-supported candidates. I think all together in the election season so far, I've heard 56 people who uh, received an endorsement from Donald Trump, uh, 56 and 0. So I, I'd say that's pretty, uh, say that's pretty good. And, and I also believe, and as much as the left in this country wants to think they can, they're really actively doing their very best to leave Donald Trump in the rearview mirror of history. It's not going to work. There is a fire inside the belly of patriotic Americans. They're mad. Uh, they're upset with the future, the way the country's going. They were upset before the 2020 election. Thank you very much. They were supporting Donald Trump. Donald Trump had been assailed for four years. Actually, before that, started during the campaign, he was assailed from the left. And people just are angry about that, how he couldn't do his presidency. But he was able to, despite all of the withering criticism and the legal BS that he had to go through. And Americans, they learned to love him. They learned to love his policies. And they learned to hate those who would try to take him down for no reason. Other than that, he beat Hillary Clinton. But the fire is alive in voters. And if you don't believe me, look at that race with J.D. Vance. Look at this uh, former uh, Nevada attorney general and current Republican Senate candidate Adam Laxalt, backed by President Trump, has a 37-point edge over his closest primary competitor. All right. Trump-endorsed Representative Ted Budd leads by 20 points in North Carolina, the U.S. Senate primary. Do you know why? Because it's not about the guy from New York with the comb over and the fake tan. People in the Midwest, people in, you know, wherever, uh, blue collar workers, how are you going to relate to a guy who is born with a silver spoon in his mouth, a guy who is a rich playboy from New York City? Well, you're not connecting with him on that level. You're connecting him on his policy issues. You know that he empathizes with you, and his actions have resonated with the American people. And the American people, including blacks and Hispanics and women, realize all of the great things that he was able to do at the helm. And they also realize how poorly this buffoon, who is currently the president, is performing. But people are still trying to put Donald Trump in the rearview mirror. And if you believe that is possible, you are high. And this includes people like Kevin McCarthy. There's more Kevin McCarthy audio. Did you know that? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, we've had this leaked audio coming from, uh, I guess it was originally this book that came out. And uh, apparently Kevin McCarthy was on a, a phone call and he was discussing the 25th Amendment, which would be removing Donald Trump because of mental infaculty. Uh, this is for following the January 6th Capitol protests. And he says it took too long to do that. Here's some more sweet, sweet audio from um, Brute. We'll just call him Brute, as in A2 Brute, Kevin McCarthy, the rhino, talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, but what the president did is atrocious and totally wrong. Hold on. He said what the president did was atrocious and totally wrong. What the hell are you talking about? Because they found him after a an idiotic impeachment that he was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. So, sir, what the hell are you talking about? Um, from the standpoint, we're 12 days away. I mean, the one point I'd make with Biden, if you have an impeachment and you're stuck sitting in the Senate and he needs cabinet members, you've got Secretary of Senate, you've got a lot of things that you've got to have moving. And if you think from a perspective, you put everything else away, this country is very, very divided. Hold on. Yeah, it is very divided. You know who divided it? The left divided it. You're trying to say that Donald Trump did the dividing? You are out of your nut. The division happened when Donald Trump was running for president. I remember. I remember seeing people being assaulted in line waiting for Trump. Antifa was already involved in the 2020, the 2016 election. The division was created out of whole cloth by the left because Donald Trump. We are not a divided country. Some things have brought us together. CRT in schools brought us together. This idiotic transgender nonsense being taught in schools brought us together. So it wasn't Donald Trump who divided us. It was the left. It was the Democrats who divided us. And they used the mainstream media and big social media to wield that hammer. I've got people I've never thought would be in this type of position that very sophisticated. They think this thing is going to be different. They're angry. They want to continue to fight. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Did he, did he call Trump supporters not sophisticated? Is that what I heard at the beginning of that cut? Sounded like he said they're not sophisticated. But can you back that up just a skosh? I'm not running my own audio today, so I don't have my frenetic brain uh, operating it. Let's hear that again. Well, I never thought it would be in this type of position. That very sophisticated. They think this thing is going to be different. They're angry. Yeah, he's, he, there, he is, there, there he is. He is literally trying to brush aside your concern about the 2020 election. That's where it started. And it started right there on Capitol Hill, and you can blame rhinos. You can blame rhinos for this nonsense. A little bit more. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. The, only, the best day, I think, for everybody as Americans in the board is focus on the future, not the past, trying to bring us together. And I do think the impeachment divides the nation further and continues to fight. Great. Um, that's why... I want to reach out to Biden. I wanted the president to meet with Biden, but that's not going to happen. I want to see about us meeting with Biden, sitting down, make a smooth transition, show that, and continue to keep those statements going. All right. The, the, the money shot out of that one is we we, we you need to move forward. He, they've already moved on. Literally, during this phone call, they had already moved on beyond Donald Trump. They had actually moved on beyond Donald Trump before January the 6th. They did after the election. Rhinos already moved on from Donald Trump November the 4th. While you and I were sitting here going, what the hell happened? They had already moved on by hook or by crook. Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell had already moved on. But actually, you know what? They did it before that. They did it while Trump was running. They had moved on beyond Trump.
You think they wanted Donald Trump to be president? Are you out of your nut? Kevin McCarthy and, uh, and Mitch McConnell are swamp dwellers. They are swamp dwellers, and uh, they don't want to see the swamp drain. They want to continue to be enriched by Washington, D.C., and they want to continue their friends being paid off because they are essentially on the uh, on the operating board for the biggest company in the world, and they're in control of the purse strings. So do you think that they wanted Donald Trump in there telling him that you can't send spending toward all of your buddies out there that you've enriched? Because that's really what this is all about. Washington, D.C. is a bunch of people who have been elected, and they act like board members on a $5 trillion company. And they don't build anything. They don't create anything. They create regulation. And then they spend your money, and they pay off their buddies. That's their industry, kids. And tell me that Kevin McCarthy isn't down with that. We got to go to uh, Lula. Lula in Rhode Island has been holding, and I've been wanting to talk to uh, Lula. I think she's our first Rhode Island call. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And You're welcome. I want to say something because this is a hush hush stuff here in Rhode Island in Providence. Um, do you know that Representative Marsha R. Ranklin was killed? Who? By an illegal alien? Look it up, and you're going to find her name. Representative Marsha R. Ranglin. Okay. Right here. She was killed by a legal alien, Domingo Grave Castro. Really? You didn't see the White House or nobody saying nothing. You know why? Why? Because it's illegal. Even if this representative is black, they don't want to say nothing that she was killed by an illegal. Look it up. Representative Marsha R. Ranglin. Okay. You know what? I, I will look that up, Lola. I apologize for not being all that familiar with the story. I try to be uh, up on everything, but let me look into it. I do appreciate your phone call from uh, from lovely Rhode Island. Let's go to Estelle in Santa Clara, California, the home of KSCO Radio. Hello there, Estelle. What's on your mind today? Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Oh, yes. I'm calling uh, because I heard something on your program hmm. about how people are hurting because of what President Biden has done to this economy. Yes. Now, uh, I am a senior lady, and I work with the seniors and in the church. We are hurting, okay? Yes. We are hurting, and the seniors that are not able to get to a food bank are suffering because they are. we are living on yeah. uh, Social Security and a paycheck. I still work, and I am out, I'm about ready to be living in my car very soon. Oh. Yes, because I am unable to buy food. Now, one cl- client on your show is saying that we are eating ramen noodle. Well, it is happening now to some of us. And the people that are taking the food from the food bank are selling that food. Okay? Wow. Estelle, will you do me Estelle, Estelle, will you do me a favor? Can you hold on through the break? Would you mind holding on? I want to hear more of your story. Thank you. God bless you, girl. Uh, hold on a second. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for stamps.com yet? Well, time is money and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer. 
saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of uh, USPS rates and 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up uh, after the bottom of the hour, Jenna Ellis is going to be joining us. She's a uh, host of the Jenna, uh, Jenna Ellis Show. Uh, also legal counsel to President Trump and a really cool person. Also a Newsmax contributor. Going to get her thoughts on uh, 2,000 Mules, which opened. She was at uh, in Florida. She was invited to the big premiere, the big to-do, as it were, at uh, Mar-a-Lago. And I want to hear what she has to say about that. And I want to hear her take on the abortion thing. I want to hear it. This, uh, she's a terrific, terrific, and she'll be joining us after the bottom of the hour. I'd love to hear her thoughts. Um, I want to go back to Estelle in Santa Clara, California. Estelle, thank you for joining me. And, and earlier I had mentioned this, uh, this report from e- e- NBC and they're trying to paint, you know, a picture of the economy that is uh, non-existent, trying to make it cute, calling your second job a side hustle. You had mentioned that you are just uh, a, literally a paycheck away from living in your car. Um, how has your, your economy changed in the last year and a half? How, how has your situation changed? Okay, Mr. Carson. Yes, I, I worked. I, I'm almost 70 years old, and I've been working all my life since I became a citizen in America. But my paycheck totally changed because during the COVID, I still work. I was working three days a week because I work with the seniors. Yes. But now the rent went up. During COVID, my rent went up. So I had to pay extra rent to my landlord and also trying to stand in the line to the food bank to get food. Now, they don't have anything supervised for giving food away to the seniors. It is come first, come to serve, and and they're running out of food also. So this is a very, very bad situation. We are in a very bad, dark time in America and a terrible crisis. You know, Estelle, Estelle, you came here. Why did you come to America? What, 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 draw, what drew you here? Because it sounds well, like... My husband brought me. I, I married mm-hmm. in my place, and my husband brought me to America. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I became a citizen, uh, I waited five years, and I did what I had to do. Yes. So took some history and learn about the country. You have to learn about the place that you are living. You don't just go to a country yes. in the dark. No, you need to learn politics. You need to learn a lot of things to be able to... To, to get by and so uh, that's what I had to do and I have been working and paying my taxes ever since. I work with the seniors and I also work with the homeless and in the nursing homes. So I see a lot what is happening. Don't believe what you hear that they are helping all the homeless people. They are yeah. not. 
you have to wait sometimes they're waiting 10 years to get a place to live yeah they are still on the street here i know they've they've really messed up the homeless situation in california they're even putting them in hotels and the and they're literally there's one hotel in southern california i believe it's in san francisco like six or seven homeless people have died in a month in the hotel uh, this is not That's a solution. Right. This and, is not a solution. And the seniors, they they need to start something. This Miss Kamala Harris is not doing anything. She needs yeah. to start going out there and start helping people. Uh, Estelle, I don't want you. Uh, Estelle, I don't want you to live in your car. What, what what's going to keep you out of your car? What do you need? Well, I am working now, and I'm just like I heard on your program. I might have to go look for another job because I am a worker. Uh-huh. I don't stay, stay home, okay? I'm out okay. there helping people. Whatever I can do, I'm doing for the people. I love America, and by the way, I like President Trump. Good for you. He is a man of courage. Okay, yeah. President Biden is a weak man. Yeah. Well, Estelle, we Estelle, him out. I, I got. I'm going to wrap things up here. Um, I, I would. I'm not sure how I can help you. I would like to. My heart is going out to you right now. Uh, my wife and I. The other day, we you know we always get these um, these uh, letters from Salvation Army. Give, give, give. And, and I always lay them right there, and we give money to the Salvation Army. I've been involved with the Salvation Army my entire broadcast career, and my wife literally, she's going through, and she's like, oh, there you go. There's a sighting material, and oh, there's a flyer for, you know, guttering, and then there's Salvation Army. She says, save this. People Mr. need Biden, help. God, God bless you, okay? Listen, the only person that is going to change this country and change the people that are hurting the poor people is God. Mm-hmm. That's my faith. Estelle, oh, I got to go. I got to go. Do me a favor. I want you to call in again. Uh, you know, tell us how your situation is going. Um, and I don't want you to end up in your car. Uh, well, I was in my car, Mr. Carson. I was in my car for one month. Well, okay? All right. And I... And one night, a pastor came knocking on my door, on my window, and asked me if I needed help. Okay. Not too many people will ask you to will give you help, okay? California yeah. is very strange. All right, all right. I want you to hold on. Strange. Hold on, Estelle. Hold on. Grab Estelle's number. Um, and, and maybe if somebody can call me here, uh, 800-922-6680. There's a way. Maybe there's somebody there in Santa Clara who can help her out. Um, because I, you know, and, and again, my wife, you know, she's normally kind of sitter, sitter, you know. She said, no, send money to the Salvation Army. They're suffering. They're suffering. There's a lot of suffering out there. Estelle, 70 years old, lives in Santa Clara, California, helps out homeless people, lived in her car for a month. Uh, maybe if somebody knows um, Santa Clara more than I do, maybe we can. So we were, we're getting her number and, uh, you know, all right, all right, all right, all right, that's fine. That's fine. Let's move on to the uh, the abortion thing. I know it's kind of a kind of a uh, U-turn, but I do want to talk about the abortion thing because it's uh, kind of a big deal. Uh, I've got a, a whole bunch of stuff I want to get to, including the companies that are going to facilitate abortions for red state or Democrat state abortion seekers, the unbelievable demographics of abortion, and where Karen came from. We're going to do all that. And and listen to this, Vice Magazine. This is evil. This is evil. Vice Magazine has published an article instructing readers how to make a do-it-yourself abortion pill from horse medication yeah that's what they're doing 
an article entitled Anarchist Collective Shares Instructions to Make DIY Abortion Pills. This is irresponsible and criminal, I might add. Journalist Jason Keebler guides women who are seeking abortions in states where the procedure has become illegal to make misopritol or misoprostol tablets to induce endor. This is evil. This, this man needs to be arrested. I'm not kidding. 70-minute video published by Four Thieves Vinegar Collective, whatever the hell that is, an anarchist biohacking group. And basically you're taking uh, what is a horse medicine that is known to kill babies in the womb. This is how out of their nut they are. Meanwhile, you could not get ivermectin, which I found to be effective against COVID, anywhere. But a horse medicine could kill your baby. Are they nuts? This is what we're dealing with. Just a real quick note. Uh, the other night, uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams went to an, uh, uh, the, the Met Gala, and he wore a, uh, a tuxedo that said, End Gun Violence. And I was looking at New York's crime statistics over the weekend and, uh, and the week, and they haven't gone down. Uh, it's weird. It's weird because if you look at the left in this country, virtue signaling should be enough. It should be enough. You just say end gun violence and, and just they say the words make it so and, and it'll automatically happen. I, you know, honestly, any, any politician who would do something like that, who would wear a tuxedo to a Met Gala uh, that says end gun violence is not a serious person, is not a serious politician. They are there to be in that position just to be in that position. Just for the notoriety, just for the whatever. He clearly has no solutions, so he wears a stupid tuxedo like, uh, what's her name? AOC wore that stupid dress that said, tax the rich. What's, you're not a serious person. If that's what you, I would never, I, you know, sure you wear an American flag lapel pin, but I would never virtue signal like that with something as pointless and stupid. You know, I like to call it speaking in bumper stickers. I've been I've been talking about this forever. People, uh, you know, who speak in bumper stickers, they're they're, they're this deep on everything. They're this deep, and uh, and that clearly is the way with the mayor of New York. And New York is going to uh, hell in a handbasket. Special guest on the phone, one of my favorite uh, commentators. Uh, she also is the host of the Jenna Ellis Show. She saw a two thousand mules at Mar-a-Lago last night. She got invited down. Uh, she's also was a legal counsel. It still is a legal counsel to President Trump. Newsmax contributor uh, Jenna Ellis joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, Jenna. How are you? I am great, Rob. Great to talk to you. How was 2000 Mules? Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. And the energy in the room just shows that President Trump is absolutely right that election integrity is the key issue. And the states are going to have to fix a lot of these problems. Uh, otherwise, you know, we're going to lose our country. Yeah. Now, there have been some pieces. I, I thought it was forwarded a piece by MSN, and it went through the breakdown of the movie. And, and you know, this is this, and this is really kind of speculative, and this is this and this. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because they were the mainstream media carried the Russia collusion hoax for two years plus without any evidence, and now they're going after a well-documented documentary that featured thousands and mil millions of, of, uh, of uh, cell phone pieces of data and also millions of pieces of video. And they're saying they're trying to discredit it. Uh, after you yeah. saw it, uh, wh what did you think going in and what did you think leaving the movie? 
you know, I, of course, had a different um, perspective probably than most going in, having uh, seen the evidence that we had mm. in the aftermath of the 2020 election and just seeing how, you know, this documentary um, verified all of the allegations and the claims mm. that uh, President Trump and the campaign were making at the time, saying that, you know, they they stole this the old fashioned way, which was to stuff the ballot box to change uh, the laws for mail-in voting and to see that they uh, they said they have, I think it was something like 400 million minutes of footage yeah. of watching these people who, I mean, it was right there on camera that they're putting, you know, uh, they're putting um, multiple ballots in the ballot box, yeah. taking off uh, gloves so that they wouldn't be fingerprinted. And then to say that they have this geo-tracking location, that the same cell phone is going in the same night to, yeah. it, to multiple up to 20 plus ballot boxes. Yeah. And the average being five ballots, there's no other explanation for yeah. this yeah. than that they were mules. So I, I thought it was a brilliantly done film. I think everyone should go and watch it. Make your own judgment yeah. of the film. See the evidence for yourself. Don't listen to the mainstream media that doesn't want to talk about it. You know, first it was there's no evidence and there's no widespread evidence. Yeah. And there's no overcoming evidence. I mean, they just keep moving the goalposts. So go yeah. see it for yourself. And don't shut up about elections. You know, it's really funny. And then, and then they still tout, uh, they still say that uh, Hillary Clinton won the 2016 election when there's no evidence whatsoever. And yet you've got, I, honestly, there's so much evidence that from the nursing homes voting between 95 and 100 percent in favor of uh, Joe Biden, let alone voting uh, at all these locations in Pennsylvania, the shutting down of the vote, vote counting at the same time in five battleground states, and uh, hundreds and thousands of votes coming in exclusively or nearly exclusively for Joe Biden. Honestly, enough is enough on this nonsense. Uh, it, you know, I, I believe it was stolen. I think the, you know, we, we are not done with this. Uh, Trump supporters are not done with this. Uh, Kevin McCarthy appeared to have been done with it. I'd like your thoughts real quick from being a D.C. insider. What do you think about Kevin McCarthy and some of the things he was caught on tape saying? Well, I think he's just the, the worst uh, rhino hypocrite like, you know, <laughs> yes. Mitch McConnell and all of these other uh, disgusting swamp creatures that they say what they think they need to in the moment, and they're willing to trash President Trump, and then they're willing to go and, uh, you know, try to get his endorsement when it suits them. And so these are the types of politicians that the American people, and especially the MAGA movement, are so frustrated with, and they're just so over it, because they know that these people are absolute hypocrites, and they're only self-interested. They're not truly working for yeah. truth or on behalf of the American people. So I think that uh, what, what Kevin McCarthy said at the time, he thought would serve his his political best interest. And now that he thinks it serves his own best interest, now he's wanting to distance from it. So the bottom line is we can't trust him. We can't trust people who say one thing when it's popular and then do another. Certainly people's minds can change with more information. We saw, and I was one of those, that in 2016, my mind was changed about President Trump. I became a supporter. Mm-hmm. Changed from that based on the winds of of politics, and certainly not uh, in the way that, you know, the McCarthy's and the McConnell's and the McDaniel's, I call them the McMorons, uh, you know, the McMorons of the world, uh, do, because they change with the political way. Yeah. Let's talk about the Department of Disinformation. Um, do you think this Department of Disinformation is going away? Because it has to. It has to. It absolutely has to. I mean, yeah. this is one of the worst types of government actions that the founders literally fought and bled for to have our U.S. Constitution that specifically only gives limited power to the federal government to protect 
the rights of the people and the rights that are given by God that the founders recognized are freedom of speech, freedom of association, yeah. free exercise of religion, freedom of the press, all of these things so that we can debate ideas and that one person in government or one agency doesn't have a monopoly on their definition of truth. And so this is so antithetical yeah. to our American system of government, the American ideals and our principles. It absolutely has to go away, but not just this ministry of truth. No. 98% at least of federal executive agencies are actually unconstitutional. They need to go away. Oh, I agree. We have too big of a government in Washington. We need to return power back to the people and to limited powers under state sovereignty. So this is just wow. um, showing how much the left is trying to control and manipulate America, and Americans will not tolerate it. Um, do you think the—I think uh, Barack Obama is pulling the strings. I do. I do. And, and when you hear and you see the proximity of his comments about social media and all of this stuff, uh, I just I, I think he's in charge. I do. I really do. I think he's in the background. I think he's he's doing that thing that he fantasized about two years ago when he said that he just wanted a talking head. He'd be fine sitting back and doing all the talk, you know, letting them do all the talking while he do you think that's the case? Because I do. I really do. Yeah, I think that certainly makes sense. And it's probably the most uh, likely Theory, and especially when we saw his first return to the White House when he was in office, yes. and we saw how everyone <laughs> ignored the actual sitting president. I mean, probably the only person who would have come up to him was the Easter Bunny. Yes. And everyone else was paying attention to Barack Obama. And oh. So you have to wonder, the people in that room probably yes. know where the real power is. Yes. And it's not, it's certainly not with Joe Biden. Let's talk about the uh, Roe v. Wade case. This is a really big deal. It is to me. I'm a, I'm an adoptee. I was giving up, giving up for adoption because my mother was uh, sexually assaulted. I'm, maybe I've told you that, but it's a big deal to a lot of people. And what the people are thinking, forgetting is that it's always, been, it's a woman's choice. It's a woman's choice. Well, you know what? It's also a woman's choice to have a baby. Did you know that, Jenna? You, you, women can choose to have a baby. It's kind of weird that way. But what do you it, think? It is. And Go ahead. the left that can't even define women, you know, it's <laughs> yes, very interesting yes, that suddenly now yes. we're saying women's rights. Well, first let's define a woman. But, you know, this this topic is so personal to so many people. It is to my family as well because my little brother um, was actually adopted as well. His uh, biological mom was a teenage pregnancy that chose not to have an abortion, thankfully. Wow. And, you know, God always intended him to be in our family. And that's the, the beauty of adoption. It's the beauty of life. And what everyone forgets in this whole debate is when they're talking about just the effects on the mother between her and her doctor, there's another person in that room. And yeah. it is the child. And never in any other circumstance under American law do we punish an innocent third party for the sins or the crimes of another. So it does not matter yeah. how a baby is conceived or the circumstances surrounding that conception. They have an unalienable, God-given right to life that the government is obligated to preserve and protect. Well, I, the positive is it doesn't look like this, this nonsense they're throwing about, about uh, quantifying the, uh, the, uh, the right to have an abortion. That's not going to go anywhere. The filibuster, they guess they were going to use a filibuster. And it doesn't look like uh, Manchin or Cinema are down with that I, either. The, the, the filibuster ain't going anywhere, no matter what it is. But they're grasping at straws. They're doing anything they can. Do you think, just one more thought, do you, what do you think the leak was about? Was it about affecting? the uh, upcoming election 
Uh, was it about distraction? What, what's, what, why did it happen now? Well, I think that the most likely uh, reason for it, I mean, all of the above, but even more than that, they wanted to give Congress this opportunity to try to go against the Constitution, violate the limited powers that are given to Congress. They have no ability to legislate at all for abortion. That is solely a state issue, which is what the Supreme Court in this draft opinion is acknowledging. And so, but what the Democrats are trying to do, because this isn't a shocker to anyone who heard the oral arguments, we expected this type of opinion. So the leak is now allowing for six to eight weeks for Congress, uh, the Democrats to fundraise off of it, Congress to say we're trying our best to violate the Constitution by codifying this uh, before it comes out. And I think that the best response actually was uh, from Andy McCarthy, who tweeted, the best thing that the Supreme Court could do is get out this opinion, the final version, as soon as possible. So for whatever reason, the leak happened the left doesn't take advantage of it. Well, it's hard and it's sad because our celebration as people who are defenders of life was kind of tempered by the way that this was leaked because this should be a hallelujah hold a parade moment that uh, Roe v. Wade, which we always knew was a really weak, weak decision, uh, that it is finally history. Um, this is a gigantic week for pro-life, the pro-life movement. The Democrats will do their very best to, you know, to uh, extend, you know, the guarantee of abortion in their states. But this is a big deal, Jenna. And I and I hope that you are you are. This is another victory. We've had a lot of victories lately, Jenna. The right has we had really a lot have. of victories. We got to be. Po- we, we really have. Yeah. And, you know, we have to continue to be advocates for principled wins. There are so many people who are so frustrated about the first topic we discussed, which is election integrity. And I am just as frustrated, if not more so. I mean, I, you know, I was one of the ones that endured the death threats and still are enduring the bar complaints, the January 6th subpoenas, the, all of this. So I understand. I'm just as frustrated about that. But what we can't do as conservatives is become like the Democrats and throw out the Constitution or the rule book. We still have to make sure that we are advocates for the highest yeah. rule of law because that is what ultimately will secure the rights that God himself endowed in us and guaranteed. And we are seeing significant wins, and that is going to be President Trump's greatest legacy for his yeah. first term is those judicial appointments. And we are seeing the fruit of that. Yes. And I'm so thankful to President Trump for being such an ardent advocate. Mm-hmm for pro-life because not only is it constitutionally sound, it's morally sound. Amen. Amen. And that's the big thing right there. Good always wins. Otherwise, uh, Hitler's nephew would still be Chancellor of Germany. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much for being on the uh, the show. Um, you're on Getter. You're on Twitter. Are you on Truth Social as well? Absolutely. Same handle. Boom! At Jenna Ellis ESQ all across the board. <laughs> all right, Jenna. Have a, have a glorious day and a glorious weekend. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Always happy to talk with you. Thanks. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, If you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. 
I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.